The Dental Brief is brought to you by Omni Premier Marketing and the amazing guests who bring wisdom and advice that you can put to use to take your business and practices to the next level. Find us on Facebook and join the conversation. Get ready to grow because we are kicking off the next episode in three, two, one. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Dental Brief. We have with us guests. Excited to have them on the program. I always love it when doctors take a, a time out of their busy day to help other doctors. So I really appreciate that. Without further ado, Dr. Noel Liu, say hello. Hello. Glad you're here. You're a busy guy, got a lot going on. We're gonna jump into that. Um, I'm gonna say you're you're one of the founders of dentvia.com, correct? That's correct, that's correct, yeah. Patrick. Yeah, so all of our audience, uh, check that out. And of course, we're gonna talk about that a little bit, but let's, let's start in the beginning, Dr. Liu. How'd you get involved in dentistry? How'd you become a dentist? That's a great question. You know, everybody asked me that since dental school and my background is like my dad was a dentist. When he was in, in dentistry, he wanted one of his kids to be in dentistry. So we have four siblings. So out of mm. the four, I was the only one who got into dentistry and I was kind of like forced into it. Let's put it that way. But yeah, it was going to be rewarding and I love it. For me, dentistry is all about people. And, uh, you know, I graduated back in 2007 from NYU. I've been working as an associate for about four years. And in 2012, we finally opened up our own first practice. So ever since then, we've just been like rolling up and uh, just love dentistry in general. Yeah. So you've been practicing for gosh, 2007. So somewhere, what, what is this about 20 years, right? 16, 16 17 plus. I kind of lost count. <laughs> yep. So uh, tell me, um, tell me why. Let's just get right to it. Talk about Denvia. Let's just jump right into it. Talk about Denvia. What is it? What does it do? You know, Denvia is a virtual assisting uh, company that I founded along with my other partners. Uh, I'm a co-founder. So one of the challenges that we always see with dentists and with dental offices is right now currently a staffing, right? And what we like to do is what I like to do with was, you know, we had the same issue with everybody else. And uh, we kind of had the same crunch for getting people on, getting good people on board. And little did we find out like the job market is pretty saturated in a sense that nobody wants to like come into work because most of them can do remotely. Yep. Well, whatever the reason is, what we did was we, I, I basically tried to solve my own pain problem by founding, by, by co-founding this company here. And what we do basically is these guys are helping to supercharge our front desk. We still have a front desk. We still have managers. We still have all the team in place, our insurance coordinators, but they are basically our backend where they are actually filling in for insurance eligibility, verification. And I know there's a lot of company out there doing it, but I just wanted something which I had a little bit more control over in, in our own in our own organization. Yeah, so I'm gonna, I'll tell you real quickly, um, when it comes to outsourcing up until uh, about nine or 10 months ago, I was adamantly against it. Uh, we had another guest on our program a couple of years ago. And of course, I'm not the judge of how you do business and how people do business at all. But for me and my company, I was personally uh, against it that I've since changed on that. And I'm just going to flat out tell people this. I have an assistant who's based in the Philippines. Um, he has a post. Um, she has a master's degree. Actually, she had just completed um, her uh, doctorate degree, psychology, highly educated. Awesome. English is amazing, right? Her spoken English is amazing. It's her first language. Written English is amazing. Wow. Um, she works our hours and uh, US hours, um, four days a week, uh, not five days a week, but four days a week, Great. Um, so part-time. And it's been 
an amazing experience. She does a lot of the little tiny tasks that are so important that they get done correctly, um, but that I really mm -hmm. don't have time to do or I shouldn't be doing. Um, what I've learned throughout Absolutely. this journey, and I'm a, you're the expert on the subject, but I'm just letting our team know, I'm just letting our listeners know that like this is outsourcing is something that I now endorse. Um, what outsourcing actually has done for our company is it's allowed us to pay our employees here in the States more money. It's allowed us to give them better benefits. And a lot of people leave dentistry, assistants, um, front half, office staff, because they're just simply not getting paid the wages right. that they need. So if you need three employees to complete a task in your office and you're able to pay one really good wages where they live, but a third of the price of what it would cost you to pay someone here or a fourth or a fifth, that actually enables you to pay your team here more money. I think it's actually better for our local economies. What do you what do you think about that long, long so, time? You hit it right on the spot there, Patrick, because that is one of the biggest challenges that we had. And you know, my biggest concern, I was in the same boat like you, and my biggest concern was HIPAA and biggest uh, concern was, you know, privacy. So how do we do that? Which is why what I like to say, like we are differentiated, is that my one of my partners, he actually travels to Philippines. He spends there like at least six months out of the year and he's on it. So we are not like RVA, it's not like, you know, sitting at home, but we actually, I did command that I wanted a dedicated center for yep. these guys to come in, clock in, make sure all the computers are security passcode uh, protected. And, you know, at the end of the day, most of our dentists and our dental colleagues, they'll have the, you know, notion that, hey, it's, is it safe? You know, is it HIPAA compliant? Is it is it okay that they're sharing all these uh, patient contacts? And I would say, like, as far as I know, it is. But you and I, we both know anything on the internet. Once you have internet involved, there's always a risk. Sure. Yeah. Right. And there's there's ways that you can help mitigate your losses. And I think what you're saying is then what I would tell everyone when it comes to HIPAA. I have a pretty good understanding. I've been in this industry for a long period of time. I actually, way back in the day, was uh, expert witness for HIPAA compliance related um, nice. digitally. So um, I don't do that so much anymore. Um, but I used to, and you always have to contact an attorney. You have to contact someone who's yeah. going to, who can put together your policies that's going to represent you in case there's ever a potential breach in a lawsuit from it. So that's, I think, full disclosure there. I think you would probably agree with that. Talk to your attorney 100%. about this, right? But there are certain ways to have incredibly high level uh, of mm -hmm. security. And in fact, that desk in your office is connected usually to some type of a network. It's really no difference where the person is sitting, if they're at the front desk, if they're in the back room, if they're at their home, or they're at a different part of the planet. Let's, right. let's talk about this. And this is, um, I'm excited about um, outsourcing and how it's actually helping our country, which is, you know, as a, 180 from where I was at. Um, mm -hmm. One of the, the things that I hear people say about it is, oh, we hired someone from there. It was a disaster. It doesn't work. I'm never doing it again. What's your answer to that person who's had that, that bad, that one time bad experience? So first of all, I would agree. I would agree wholeheartedly with that person is because of the fact that yes, there are bad apples. There are quality control issues. Absolutely. Which is why for me, the whole time thinking about a virtual VA, I was in the same boat as you, that I was like, no, that's not gonna happen to my office. But, you know, once when you have proper protocols, you have core values, you have all these structures that we do here with our team, and you treat them as an extension of our team, yeah. things start yeah. changing. And especially when they're accountable over there with another, with another partner of mine. So quality control is a big issue for me. And as well as, you know, like not knowing like what to do and having a framework, I think that's the most important. 
And then lastly, I would say leadership. If you have good leadership in your office, I mean, I don't think that should be an issue, like overextending it out, you know, overseas. Sure. Now, in um, Dent Via, is it, are, what's the model look like? Are dentists hiring an employee and you help with the HR part of that, the training, the SOP? Or is it, are they working with different people all the time? What's that relationship look like? Yeah, so our, our relationship, it's very simple. So first and foremost, Dentvia is for our, our own dental offices, Secure Dental. And that's where it's like, a, let's put it this way, it's like a medium where all the new agents, when they come in, they pour in with us and that's where we have the training. Now, anything that we outsource for other dentists, so basically these guys are gonna be plucked out, like one of our good ones is gonna be taken out and they have a relationship with that office. Now, if that office needs something about, let's say lead generation calls, or they need somebody who's gonna be doing all the back end office, like insurance verification, then we have separate teams that would take care of that on the back end. But if they want like dedicated, you know, providers, then we also have those dedicated personnel for that specific office. So it's yeah. kind of like tailor custom made for them. Yeah, that makes um, a lot of sense to me. Um, where are your, where are your people based? Oh, Philippines. Yeah. Let's talk about the Philippines a little bit. Um, I didn't know anything about the Philippines uh, seven or eight or nine months ago. Um, I okay. literally knew nothing about it. I knew of, uh, what is it, Ferdinand Marcos? Um, okay. I think. Is that, that's it. That's the only thing I knew because she was in the news a lot when I was a, a little kid. Right, right. right. Um, I, I'm not that, an expert either, so just to. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but here's some things that I know about the Philippines now is that yeah. people are highly educated. That oh. uh, post postgraduate degrees are very common. Um, I think the average person, I think this is the the median income in the Philippines is about five thousand dollars per year. Right. That's not. Right. I'm not saying that's for outsourcing. Um, right. But that's in general. Outsourcers actually exactly. are some of the higher paid people that work remotely, or some of the higher paid people in the country. Um, that they have incredible work ethics. Um, mm -hmm. that one of the things that I actually learned in my journey of exploring this was that people in the Philippines, you have to actually be careful, um, because they're so, they want to do such a great job that if you ask them to do something on Saturday and it's their sister's wedding, there's a good chance that they'll miss that wedding to take care of what you need them to take care of without yeah. actually telling you that. Right. So you have to be very, very careful, um, to make sure, um, that you're not infringing on things that are really important and you want your people to be able to do. Um, and also they have US availability. A lot of, a lot of people there are perfectly yeah. fine with working um, your time zone. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Some of the downsides, which are curable, is they have power issues, mm -hmm. right? They can, right, and lose power, internet issues. Internet issues, usually there's backups for, and for a couple hundred dollars, you can get a battery backup yep. for a computer too. So. There are uh, ways around that. What are what are what's your experience working and meeting people there one on one and your employees there? Yeah, you, you know, one thing I found really odd was they have this thirteen month like some sort mm. of a pay period kind of deal, you know, versus yep. twelve, right? So this, yep. they have this extra month. And as far as electricity, I mean, yeah, you are absolutely you nail it right on the spot there. Backup generators, absolutely is a must. Having yep. a facility with you know with backup internet for sure. Yeah. And, uh, you know, these are the things, like you said, it's, it's very, very doable. But once when you get past all these little technical aspects, you know, the service that they will provide, it's like, it's amazing yeah. to a point where the front desk, they are 
constantly on this WhatsApp chat and they are like just a phone call away. And basically we're just like going back and forth as if that person was just like sitting right next to them. Yep. So yeah, like you said, the hours are just like, you know, they match our hours and it's, and it's perfect. Like how, how we want to use them or utilize them. Yep. So you're not the, um, you're not the only company that's providing these types of services there are a few out there, and there's going to be a few more, um, for Always. sure. And there's going to be differences between them. Um, but one thing that most, um, owners of, uh, companies like this know are the questions that doctors should be asking when they're looking to work with a company, right? So they, they don't know, you don't know what you don't know, right? Wait, Correct. you do. So what are these, what are some of the questions if, if a doctor is considering outsourcing using a company like yours or choosing a company um, like yours, mm -hmm. what are some of the questions they should be asking that company? You know, number one, they, they will always ask is, how are they sounding on the phone? That's that's question number one. Yeah. Uh, number two is you definitely want to, you know, take a test call and see how they ask and how they answer. Mm -hmm. uh, number two is definitely a privacy that we discussed about. Is it safe? Is it safe to share my data out there? You know, and that's one of those things where I always say like, if you're on the internet, you're already at risk. Right. Um, but do we take any extra measures? Yes, it's a locked facility. They all have passcodes that you have to go in and uh, it's just like, they can't take work home. Right. Right. So that's, that's the other thing too. And then of course, everybody's uh, thing is how effective and how efficient are they gonna be? Are they gonna be saving me you know, dollars here? And the question yeah. to that is absolutely yes. Yeah. You know, it all depends on how you train them. They're already kind of trained with our organization because that is where I use them to solve my own problem first. But yeah. we can always calibrate those little fine tweaks for each particular office and they'll be trained for that office. And it's yeah. very, very doable. Yeah. So so those are some of the top questions that we get asked all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'll tell you um, when um, I hired this assistant and mm -hmm. had a flood of resumes. Um, I read a book about how to hire, um, people from the Philippines before I actually went ahead and did it. Um, one of the things that it suggested was just have them go ahead and send in a video recording, ask them some questions, have them send that in to you. Um, yeah. so you could get an idea of what their spoken English was right. Written English for everyone is almost always phenomenal. Um, spoken is obviously just like here in the U S there's, you go to Boston or New York city or. Right. New Orleans, it can be a little difficult to understand people. Um, so you want to you want to check that out for sure. But one of the things that I noticed was being a dental marketing agency, some of the people that applied had experience in dentistry. And the, mm -hmm. usually the type of experience that they had was working for insurance companies. Right. So, right. So when it comes to this HIPAA compliance type of thing, understand, and I'm not going to name any of the names of these companies that they work for, but a lot of times they're working for BPOs that have that are working for major healthcare insurance companies here in the US and across the world. So this is a big corporations are doing sure. this too, correct? For sure. Yeah. You know, little did we know that once when we entered the market, like, you know, a few years ago was like, they were, it's flooded. I mean, every insurance company, you know, banks, everyone have their agents, some sort of something going on there. So they all understand a little yeah. bit about the privacy and, and all that good stuff, social security and, you know, how to safeguard those guys. But yeah. at the end of the day, I feel like it's the individual office's leadership uh, to that will take charge. And then of course, you know, once when their front desk or the manager have mastered something, they just need to make sure they delegate and they can train the other person and just get it done and pass it on. And that yeah. would be a huge success for the office so that this way they can, now they can start scaling and it's not like expanding yeah. or whatever their operation, whatever the goals are. 
you know, that's, that's, I think one of the biggest thing that's, that's really bogging down some of the, some of the dentists over here. Yep. It's, it's a mindset to let go a little bit. Yep. If you have, you need seven or eight people to run your team and three of them are up front, four of them in the back, and you can replace one or two of them that leave mm -hmm. when you're having an opening and you're not getting good candidates with an outsource. So that's a good time to try. Right. You can, you can save 20, 30, 40, $50,000 a year, which can mean 20, 30, 40, $50,000 in net profits mm -hmm. times 10. That's a lot of money times 20 million dollars. Um, right. But then you can also give your team more time off, more benefits whatsoever, and right. more of the type of employee that you want to be. So I think that's fantastic. Um, last question I got for you. Um, what's the best way uh, for listeners to get in touch with you or your team? Yeah, absolutely. It's our website. It's www.dentvia.com. And also throw in my cell number. It's area code 815-670-2923. Awesome. So grateful to have you here. Thanks for taking the time to share today. Well, thanks, Patrick. Thanks for having me.